Cheers KC is brought to you by Q104. For Kansas City's new hit country, make sure your radio is on 104.3 FM. You can also listen online with the free Q104 app. Just search for Q104 KC in your app store. And a shameless plug to listen to my show weekdays 10 to 3 on Q104. It's Todd Nixon here. Thank you for listening. And today on Cheers KC, KC Beer Company. Beer, spelt B-I-E-R. German, authentic German-style brew, served with the same freshness and character as a beer one would enjoy in Germany, a niche not found anywhere else in Kansas City, and you'd be hard-pressed to find anything close to KC Beer Company anywhere, really. And boy, have they nailed it. From the beer to the Beer Holland Brewery in the Waldo neighborhood in Kansas City, managing partner Steve Holly and head brewer Carlton Graham take us on a serendipitous journey to Germany to a classified ad to the brewery and delicious beers you can enjoy today. And yes, I have the very tough job of sampling Casey Beer Co.'s beers during this podcast. Listen and you'll hear my favorites. Cheers. I've popped about four of these. I am not. I haven't drank four of these already at 11 o'clock. Not that I guess it's too big of a deal, but I'll be uh, sipping along right. with you as we talk about the beers and stuff. So, Well, I should probably – I got coffee right now, but my wife just left the house, so I could probably go grab a <laughs> You ready beer to go? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Friday, y'all. It, it's 5 o'clock somewhere, you know? Yeah. Well, if y'all ready, let's do this thing. All right. Well, welcome in, guys. Uh, cheers, KC. And I'm so excited to have Casey Beer Co., Casey Beer Company in the house. Um, I love y'all's beers. And really, as a fan, to get to talk to you guys is pretty awesome. I mean, y'all are famous in Kansas City, of course. Uh, but y'all are famous around the world. I mean, y'all win awards for y'all's beer. And, and when you walk into y'all's beer hall, you see the awards flying from the banisters there um, of all the, the stuff that y'all been through. And it's, and it's really cool. So I want y'all to kind of – I really want to start with how you guys – got started and got together because it felt like there was a lot of serendipity of um, how y'all got together because y'all weren't in the same place at the same time. In fact, not even the same country. And it just kind of worked together to come to Kansas City to start a brewery. I'll start. This is Steve Holly, And um, so I I wanted to open a brewery probably going back 25 years ago. And uh, I grew up in Kansas City. And then I went to work for a company that uh, transferred me to Texas for about 20 years. So I took early retirement at 55 in 2013 and I had been working on a business plan for the brewery and I moved up here at the beginning of 2013 and was putting the brewery together and I was looking for a head brewer and I wanted to get somebody that had German brewing experience. So I had gone to a short uh, brewing school in Munich at the Dürmann's Academy. So I sent a, a, a job posting there and I got a couple of uh, responses and the one I got response from was from Carlton who lived in Kansas city. And he was just over there at that time going through the, uh, the brewers program uh, at Durman. So it, yeah, that was a serendipitous part. And so I, I can let Carlton fill in the rest there, but uh, he finished his schooling, came back and then we, we put things together. Well, actually you have to back up a year because I went to the brewing school in 2012 and in, you know, Steve Hawley fashion, he was planning and planning and thinking and planning well ahead of time. So, uh, actually, uh, Steve moved up here in the February, I think, of 13. Yeah. But by then, we had already That's, known you're right. for you're a year. Right. We already talked before I, I moved up. You're um, right. But, yeah, so I just saw this job posting on the wall at this uh, beer brewing academy in Munich. And... um I couldn't read any of it except the words Kansas City. So I grabbed this piece of paper off the wall and took it to the secretary 
up front and said, can you translate this for me? And first she criticized Steve's German uh, a little bit <laughs> because that's what they do in Bavaria. And yeah. then, uh, and then she, uh, and then she told me, well, there's this guy who wants to open a brewery in Kansas city and he's looking for somebody from here, from the Dumans Academy to help make the beer. And so I sent Steve an email that night and I said, you know, I'm not German. Um, but you know, I'm over here and I live in Kansas City. And so it turned out really great for me because Steve decided to open the brewery three miles from my house. <laughs> wow. Um, which, so I couldn't have been luckier um, in that respect. So yeah. I, I guess otherwise being a fan, I mean, what was, what was the reasoning to pick a German style beer and, and, and to pick different German style beers to, to produce? I, I studied German in high school and college and I studied a semester abroad when I was in college and my, my family's background, heritage, is, is German. So I had a strong interest in the culture and the language, and I really liked beer. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's a type of beer, a lager beers especially, that I really like, and it's something that craft brewers don't do much of, and the imports that you get from Germany typically aren't very fresh and in peak condition. You don't really get a good example of what that beer can taste like because it's been on a slow boat from Europe for who knows how many months. So mm -hmm. I really like to drink German style beers and especially the lagers and nobody really does that. So I thought what a great way to do something you have a passion for and also provide a niche uh, beer that really no other breweries are really uh, going after. So that's how we get got to that point. And in that regard, I've I wanted to get somebody that had understood German brewing because what we do is different than making English style ales. It is a completely different process. And, and that's one of the things we, we have trouble conveying to people that it's a different process to make lager beer. So it takes some special equipment and, and a special attitude and processes to do it. And that's why Carlton's been a great fit because he's totally bought into the, to the, the, the need to be, uh, traditional and authentic and follow the right processes without shortcakes to make a really slow developing fermenting conditioning beer like the lagers we do. And Carlton, I mean, you, you don't just go to a, a brewery master school. Like I, I always find that fascinating. It's like, how do you go from like, I love beer. I want to start making beer. And all of a sudden I'm in Germany at a, at a master course to learn how to do this. Well, first of all, not, not, I don't want to uh, make it sound like more than it is. It wasn't truly a master brewer course. Um, it's an abbreviated program that they have make available for international students that come from the United States and several other countries as well. In Germany, to take on that name of master brewer, you have to do a little bit more than, than what I did, probably more like three times as much as what I did over there. But um, it how did I go from that? It, you know, it's the same story that you hear from a lot of, um, a lot of brewery startup stories where I had a job. It was a good job. I got paid well, but I didn't like the job at all. And I didn't want to keep doing it. So I said, well, what, you know, what can I do with myself? And I was able to afford to send myself through this program, the C and the Dumans Academy. Yeah. So I, I actually enrolled in the program without even knowing um, that Steve would have any, that, that Steve Holly existed. So that, it was just a, a pretty lucky thing. 
And making German style beer is not, I mean, y'all were talking about, Steve was talking about this just a second ago. Like it's, it's a different process. Y'all are bringing in, y'all are importing everything, the ingredients to get this thing started. And it's not, it's not easy. I mean, it takes a lot to get what y'all put out at Casey Beer Co. Yeah. I Certainly mean, we, the, the, the inventory management is much more difficult because we can't order malt uh, today and get it on Monday. Uh, it takes about eight weeks to come over on a freighter from Europe. So there are some challenges, but um, I, I think that's one thing that makes our beer very authentic because we're using the same ingredients and processes that a brewery making the same style beers is using in Germany. Let's talk about the beers because I have some open ready to go. I mean, uh, the, the one that I see all the time and probably the one that y'all are, it's probably y'all's biggest seller if I don't, if I'm not correct here, but uh, the Dunkel is probably the biggest one y'all, y'all have. I, I drink it the most because I see it the most. Um, tell me about how that process goes and, and maybe a little insider information on, you know, the, the back process of, of making it. I'll, uh, well, I'll I think Steve, so, um, so that yeah, Steve, is- Steve really likes to talk about the grist bill. So yeah, let's do that. <laughs> no, you can do that. But <laughs> I just want to say, yeah, Dunkel is almost two thirds of all the beer we sell. Wow. So it, that beer by itself almost outsells every other beer we make two to one. So it's incredibly uh, popular and it is, the beer that we most frequently can get on tap if we go into a new um, an account is they'll put the Dunkel on and it's very popular in the Kansas City area. Um, I don't know why that is. I think because we we do make some pale lagers and I think to some craft drinkers that seems a little bit uh, blasé to drink a craft beer isn't a pale lager because that's too close to a, a domestic lager, which I don't think is true in our case. I think our beers stand apart from what a domestic lager is, but I'll, I'll let, uh, but it has been hugely successful in the beer that everybody seems to know that we make, but I'll, I'll let Carlton explain how he brews it. Um, I think it, it begins with the, the selection grains that you choose to make the beer out of, which um, I would point the arrow back over at Steve on that um, as much as anyone. I think it was his original recipe in terms of, uh, choosing what grains to put in it. And the whole idea is to get to that darker color that Dunkel is without using any highly roasted malts or, or deeply caramelized malts to stick with much light, much more lightly roasted malts and use a lot more of it. And that helps to make the beer more drinkable, uh, smoother, a little less cloying than maybe some other versions that you would run across. So it begins with that. But then... There's a lot of things that we do in the process of making the beer that you just don't find typically or normally done in other areas our size. That would be part of that would be decoction where part of the mash is boiled during the, the brew day. Uh, we also concentrate on making sure the, the beer is naturally carbonated as much as possible uh, with spunding devices that we put on the tanks during fermentation. Um, they're separate tanks for where is the word the beer conditions to its final flavor profile rather than having it sit in one tank the whole time on a small little area of yeast it it transfers to another tank with a bigger bottom and it spends a long time in there very cold exposed to a larger yeast bed all of those things are things that uh, you have to spend money on and that you have to 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 make sure that you execute well with each batch that you won't find very commonly in other breweries. It takes a lot of time and, and really expense. I mean, it's more expensive to make beer like that, you know, but you know, worth it. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. 
that uh, hefeweizen. Um, so it's uh, it, the the hardest thing about hefeweizen is is that the flavor comes from uh, a fermentation byproduct from the yeast fermenting the sugar. It's something that you control a hundred percent. Sometimes it's variable for things that you'll that you can't understand or control or adjust for. Um, Hefeweizen is is it literally means yeast wheat in German, so it's a, a yeast driven flavor. And there's wheat in the beer. It's an ale. It ferments warmer. Uh, it's made out of barley and wheat. And I think that how our hefeweizen finally came to the to the state that it's in now that it's been for a couple years because that beer we had a hard time nailing down everything about it for the first couple years we were open. But the the final thing that helped was changing the temperature that we ferment that beer at. We we lowered it a little bit, and so we could get more natural carbonation. And I felt like maybe that was going to cut down on that yeast flavor, but actually because we got more natural carbonation out of that adjustment, we ended up getting just as much or more yeast flavor, isoamyl acetate, the, the fruity flavor in the beer than we did before. So it, some people say it tastes a little bit like bananas. Some people say bubble gum, but a lot of times you'll just hear fruity and then it has a nice silky mouthfeel and it's, it's a drier beer. It's very easy to drink. And that's our second most popular style. Okay. And y'all just won an award for that too. I see right here, which is, it's exciting. Like, you know, you make something, I mean, sure the accolades are awesome, but man, it, it does feel good to, to see that, you know, what you're doing and all that hard work and, and changing the temperatures and, you know, to see that, uh, Hey, it's, it's cool. And, and we, we got something, we got, we got something that we can hang from the wall. It's awesome. Yeah. It was a, a great American beer festival's silver medal and our pure pills, uh, won a bronze in, in October. So those were the two beers that won this fall. That's huge. And congrats. It's a, it's a big deal. Uh, pure pills, uh, which is, I love to drink. Actually, this is, I mean, it's pills and Dunkel. Those are the two that I, I really go for when I, when I see all beers in stores or, um, if I can see the bottle at some of the restaurants, I'll grab that pills. I love it. I'll let Steve take that one. Yes. I, I really like that, that beer too. So, uh, Pilsner is what I think Germany's probably most known for and probably the most popular, most successful beer style in the world. And uh, I think ours is a very good German representation of that style, but it's, it's even, I think, different than a lot of the mass marketed German beers you might drink like Beck's or Warsteiner. Uh, it's, it's a bit um, more hop character um, than the, I think, milder imports that you get. And, uh, I think especially the fact that we use the imported malt in our pale beers really expresses this clean, crisp, uh, dynamic, fuller malt flavor than you get with an adjunct beer or the adjunct lagers that are popular in the United States. So it's a very crisp, clean, uh, drinkable beer, uh, delicate, but with a lot of flavor. It's a great food beer because it's got some bitterness to clean the palate when you're uh, eating it's a great beer there for to have with a salty steak or, or pizza or two mm. of my favorite pairings with that beer <laughs> uh, it's a classic style and, and i yeah i think carlton's done a great job with it so you'll have to help me with this one because i didn't i haven't tried this before uh until last night it's the the hellas lager if i'm saying that correctly yeah. i hope <laughs> that's that's my favorite yes it's really great <laughs> yeah. i'm like dude this is this is fantastic i'm getting to learn some new yeah, stuff that, from you guys so hellas in German means pale or bright. Dunkel, the beer we talked about earlier, means dark. 
So this is a classic Bavarian lager style. This would be what somebody would hand you if you went into a bar in Bavaria and you just said, I want a beer. They would probably hand you that style. Okay. So it is um, just made with pale malt, um, moderate bitterness, but there there's more a hop character than there is with the domestic lager, but it's clean and crisp and drinkable. And what I, people think of malt, malty beers is always being dark and heavy. And I, I think this is a malty beer where it expresses the delicious flavor of a really good pale malt. I like to call this beer uh, like artisan, artisanal homemade bread. You, you can take, uh, you know, all-purpose flour and throw Red Star yeast in it and you can make beer with it or you can buy some very uh, good flour and hand knead it and take days to let it rise and then bake it and you get a, a, a bread with, you know, made out of white flour, but it tastes really good because you've used really good ingredients. You've taken a long time to produce it and I think that describes what, what Hellas is for me. It's a really easy drinking everyday beer with lots of flavor and I always say um, beer should be uh, consumed like life in big gulps. And so I, I make no apologies. <laughs> that a lot of our beers are they're good to drink after work when you're hot and thirsty. And Hellas is one of the best beers to do that. You know, that was it was the end of the day beer. I grabbed it when I came to see yeah. you guys at the brewery. And I'm like, man, this is, this is fantastic. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I enjoyed heartily. <laughs> so, um Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine named that one of the best 19 beers of 2019 last year. So, and that's huge. They'd like to do, and people that aren't in that the 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 the, the deep part of that that that's a huge magazine that a lot of folks follow in the, in the beer industry, and that's huge to get that honor for sure. Um, okay, so another one that I got to try was which was new was the IPL. Uh, which is IPA, but a different version, a different uh, yeah. interpretation. And uh, Carlton, I mean, it's it's an incredible beer. Oh well, uh, thank you. It's 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 not a. It's <clears throat> I think you know the 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 IPL has been uh, received some good good feedback so far as being um, you know surprisingly good a uh, good hop character. Um, I think the magic behind it is really the same as our other beers in. Um, the beer is decocted and naturally carbonated, and it's made with good ingredients, and it's made carefully, and we make we make sure to keep oxygen out of it. Um, so I would put more of the 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 credit for that beer being good so far on just the same things that make our other beers good. It's just that, you know, we didn't have a beer that um, participated in the whole hop-driven craft beer market, which is a big section of craft beer. So we decided to go ahead and try to make one that was a hop driven beer. Uh, but it still has some of that delicacy and that, that nice lager character that, that Hellas has the beer that it is most similar to, I guess would be Hellas, although the bitterness is closer to pills and then it just has a little color and some dry hopping and boy, I like drinking them. I had, <laughs> yeah. a, had a couple, I had a couple last night. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's a very drinkable beer and the, yeah, the yeah. hop flavor and aroma is very pleasant. And, um, so, so I, I'm hoping that more yeah. people discover it. So, so Todd, the, the beer is, we'd call it a India pale lager. So mm -hmm. the, a counterpoint to an India pale ale, except we use a lager yeast to make it. And as Carlton indicated, lagers are known for their clean, smooth, mellow fermentation character which makes it beer extremely drinkable but and the the full name is mandarina 
uh, IPL. And mandarina refers to the hop that we use to dry hop it, uh, mandarina bavaria. It's a fairly new German aroma variety, <clears throat> and it has some citrus qualities, and that's why it got the, the name mandarina after the, the, the mandarina orange, so to speak. So it's a, it's a clean sort of citrusy hop aroma and flavor um, that, that is present in that IPL. And it's fantastic. Like it, it hits you in the face just right. It's not, it's not too, it's not too much. It's, it's like, it's just perfect. It's really great. Yeah. I think Carlton did a good job with that. It's not quite as bitter as you might find in some other uh, IPAs. And I think that goes well with sort of, I think the, the German attitude about beer brewing is that uh, balance is a really big uh, part of, I think that brewing tradition, uh, balance. I think that beer is, is very well balanced with the bitterness and the hop aroma and everything just works really well together. And that's why it's, it's uh, flavorful, but easy drinking. Well, now that we're all thirsty um, <laughs> uh, from talking about beers, I mean, I, I want to encourage uh, listeners to go see you guys. I mean, y'all are in Waldo on uh, West 79th street, of course, uh, with mask and everything and, and COVID uh, y'all are being safe in there. And, uh, or you can just go by the store and pick you up a, a six pack, you know, wherever you want to get your, your beers. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. We've got some good, uh, good outdoor areas. I think since you brought that up, we, we've got two big tents. We're adding heaters to our deck and, uh, everything's going to be, be heated and, and pretty safe outdoors, but still, uh, usable even when it's pretty cold. And, so. and y'all, and y'all have a lot of space. Y- y- y'all's brewery is, is, is massive. Y'all got lots of room in there. And yeah, with the, with the beer garden outside in the, in the covered space and with the heaters, that's going to be just a fantastic place to go catch a beer. And also y'all make beers that are exclusive to the brewery. I mean, you don't necessarily sell them in stores. So if you want something unique right. and, and, and different, you guys have that. Uh, is it tomorrow or is it the day after tomorrow? I don't remember which day it is, but we're releasing uh, Dunkelbox, so we'll be selling cases, six packs, I think even individual bottles of this beer. Every year it's our most popular specialty release. Two years in a row it's won uh, the Pitch Magazine survey for number one specialty beer release of Kansas City. So that's going to be out there this weekend. There's 90 cases available. It's Dunkel is what it is. But it's 10% alcohol instead of 5% alcohol. So it's a nice holiday warmer. A it's warmer. A great malt <laughs> character. Yeah, and it's uh, it, I have to say this is, I think, two years in a row now that I feel like the Dunkelbach is pretty darn close to as good as it can get. That's awesome. So I would come get some if you can. So, Carlton, do we have the Icebach on now? We have one Icebach on right now. It's uh, okay. I, I think Ice House. Did a- I yeah. think you should explain. This is something nobody I, that I'm aware of is, is doing, and we have this very special beer on tap in the tasting room right now, the only place you can get it. I'll let Carlton uh, tell you about Actually, that briefly. It goes, it goes back to, um, I think it was Steve. Steve, I think it was your idea to try to freeze a tank of beer and to make Eisbach, which is a style of beer in Germany that was – supposedly discovered by accident by a, an assistant brewer leaving a keg of beer outside on a really cold night and the beer froze, but then what they were able to get out of it tasted delicious and it was really high in alcohol. So it started this tradition a while back of trying to do this on purpose. Uh, so if you freeze beer, the water freezes first and then the alcohol and the sugary 
liquid that comprises the rest of the beer besides the alcohol freezes last. So if you do it just right, then eventually you can concentrate the, the beer basically by taking water out of it, by freezing that water out. So I started looking into how to pull this off in our brewery, and I quickly found out that it was impossible to do uh, in our brewery with the equipment that we owned. But I ended up talking to a friend of mine who's a manager over at Fox Equipment down at Southwest Boulevard. Uh, Rob Beckley is his name. And they just happened to have this machine in their basement that had been down there for 10 years that was made to chill hard liquor transfer lines. And it was perfect to hook up to just one tank of beer and try to freeze one tank of beer. So we got that from them on a really good deal. And I figured out how to make it work and plumbed it into the tank. And after several trials, some successful, some not, we finally have pulled off completely freezing an entire tank of beer to concentrate it. Um, the first successful one that we made is on tap now. It's called Ice House. It started out as our farmhouse ale, which is like a Saison-style ale made with all German ingredients. Mm. And then it took several weeks to finally freeze and concentrate and um it's it's very good um it's still a little dry and crisp but it's a little bit little bit boozy has the great great flavor though and uh it's it's a unique beer that if you if you like to to get into things like that like trying new things and trying unique um unusual things that craft breweries can do then i would come down here and try this beer Absolutely. So this is sort of the reverse process of distillation where you heat the alcohol because it evaporates at a lower temperature than water uh, and you collect and concentrate the alcohol from the condensed vapor. And this is the opposite process. Alcohol freezes at a lower temperature. So when you freeze beer, the water freezes first and you get a higher alcohol left in the remaining liquid. But uh, one of the advantages of doing business with German suppliers, our maltster, Irex, is in the town of Kulmbach, and the Kulmbach Reichelbräu uh, is, I think, credited with being the first commercial brewery to, to do this style of beer. So they had a brewer that worked at the malting uh, that we were able to call up and talk to about how to do this. So um, we, we got some some instructions from the original source on, on how you, you make this uh, beer in a traditional Bavarian style. That is so cool. I mean, y'all, y'all have the freedom to experiment and find new things. Well, that's how you find new things, honestly, right? It's, you know, trying to find something new and then going to help have help from outside to, to make something new that you can bring to Kansas city, which you will never find anywhere else in Kansas city, or I would, I would say anywhere even close to Kansas city. Right. Um, that has this than Casey Bierko. Right. Well, guys, thank you all so much. Steve Holly, Carlton Graham, Casey Beer Company. Make sure you spell it correctly, B-I-E-R. <laughs> uh, we are drinking the beers, um, and mm-hmm. I can't wait to come see you guys again here soon down in Waldo. We will look forward to it. We <laughs> love talking about beer, so anytime. <laughs> well, cheers. I hope to see you guys at the, <laughs> at right. the brewery yeah. soon. Y'all take right. care. Thank you. Take care. Bye, Bye guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you like today's episode of Cheers, Casey, I need your help. A favor. Since we're a brand new podcast, please share. Find us on Instagram at Cheers, Casey. Share our post. Click five stars on iTunes. Yell at the top of the mountains about Cheers, Casey. And it means the world to me. Thank you so much for doing that. And if you have a cool, hot place we need to go cheers to, 
please let me know. Just slide into my DMs at Radio Todd or at Cheers KC. And we'll see you soon. Until then, cheers, Casey.